Thank you for listening to the Other Side of Sports podcast, representing the DMV. Be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube at OSS TV. Look, we need your support, so please do us a favor and make sure you leave a comment and give us a rating. Thank you. Now on to our show. <laughs> you are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 Welcome back. Now tuned into the other side, the other side of sports. I'm your yeah. host, Laws. I know yeah. Aaron people probably looking at me like, why are you dressed like a homeless man or 14? <laughs> That's right. You already know. Dog. I'm I would last night, bro, I had the shivers. Dog, I was in a I ain't been like that in a minute, bro. You know, you know you sick when you work from home and you like, nah, don't I can't even look at emails, nothing. Earth dog, I was in a dark room for 24 hours straight, not moving. Good thing is though it's not Rona. Well, as of right now, because I've I've taken uh two tests and then i you know, but I'm gonna keep testing and just make sure, but dog. Bro, this joint is no joke, bro. Then this joint hurting, but of course we here. You know what this is? This is dedication. No, oh, this is dedication. And whenever there's stuff out here, we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about it. So you know, I'm gonna fight through whatever I'm doing. De- we gonna we gonna get to it, okay? Uh, but before we get into what I know the people are here for, because there's some news that came out today, Aaron, and uh. <clears throat> We gonna we gonna get into it all the way and talk about it. <clears throat> but before we get into that, I got uh, uh I saw this post last week. Shout out my man Jeremy. He sent this post, and I saw it. And of course, you know I had I had some commentary for it. Let's take a look real quick. Hey, you guys. So I wanted to give you guys a quick little tip on how to make a first impression last. Okay, so I've been talking to someone for literally like two days now and we decided to have our first meetup, link, date, whatever you want to call it. And just through our conversation, I know for a fact he is an avid cigar smoker. He enjoys a good cigar over a glass of brandy or whiskey. I can't remember which one. I think it was whiskey. But um, I picked up on that little mental note. And I remember that my dad is an avid cigar smoker and he has a really nice collection. So before getting on the road for our date today, I decided to stop by my parents' house and actually pick up a cigar. And my dad actually threw in a cigar cutter. And my mom, being the mom that she is, was like, oh my God, Samara, you can't take it. Just like that and hand a cigar and a cutter, wrap it. And I'm like, well, what do I have to wrap it with? Her crafty self had some twine in a paper bag. So I wrapped a cigar in literally a paper bag. I folded up and some twine, and I really hope this is a good first impression. Okay. Okay, we had that part. Then we got the follow-up. So here's an update. He loved the gift. 
loved it. Um, he said he's never received like a gift on a first date ever before. So it really made me stand out. And we actually drove to a little point in Baltimore that is his favorite spot. Um, it was by the water and we actually stayed in the car cause it was cold, but he showed me how to cut the cigar. He explained like the whole breakdown of cigars and how there's different levels. And we actually got to smoke the cigar and he showed me how to smoke it properly because in the past I used to choke. But he definitely told me, like, this made me stand out. And he's very appreciative for me just listening and picking up on little things. And he actually surprised me by taking me to a record store because I mentioned to him I was trying to buy, I was trying to grow my vinyl collection that I had. So he surprised me as well. And yeah, ladies, I will keep you posted on this one because he's a good one. Local drink. Downside to talking to this young adult, she's from Baltimore. You can't be messing with It's like, nah, we ain't gonna do I'll be, I'll be more. They right up the way, they right up the street. Uh dog. So let me just say this. There's some key elements in this that if you're a single woman out here in the streets and you desire to be married, right? There's a key mindset that this youngin has that will go a long way to, to her getting, you know, to the outcome that she wants. Now, the first thing is, uh, you know, I, I'm just an advocate for moms and dads in households because one of the key elements in that, that first clip was that she said she went home to her mom and dad and talked to them about it, right? That support system, that, that, having a, an awareness of a unit that's together, that's working together, knowing what goes into it, right? The fact that she she thought about her dad's cigar collection, she was like, okay, I want to make a good first impression. And <clears throat> I think one of the key things or key elements in this whole thing was that she wasn't going into the situation figuring out what he was going to do for her. Ding, like, ding, ding, ding. It wasn't an entitlement there that was like, it's like, I want to do this because I want to, you know, give a first impression of what kind of person I am. Like, I think Beyonce had a song, right? I think it's called Cater to You. But it's just talking about like how how men want to be catered to. Men want to be thought about and whatever. And so... I know when I say that, it's triggering because I know there's some women out there. You can share this with all your women friends. I'm married, so I, I you, you can come for me all you want. It's, it's, it, it don't matter. It's going to bounce off me like Superman. <laughs> but one of the key things is that if you were triggered by me just saying that, cater to him, it's like, oh, no, he need to be thinking about me. He need to be trying to make a first impression. You ain't single. I, I don't I, it don't matter I mean she look it, she it look good away it do matter but that's what I'm saying go ahead go ahead go ahead no 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 a key piece to this is you know teenage we started dating around like what teenagers and then mm -hmm. early 20s men chase women at a certain point in our adulthood that axis flips and the numbers just don't line up with the way society kind of ingrains in people's minds that, that things are. It's no more Disney movie. And so a lot of women are in delusion about what's really going on. They think they out here vetting, but the what's really going on is 
you got to get chose. Like the men are out here deciding and vetting like this drink go in this category, this one go in another category. You know what I mean? And so just because a man asleep with you doesn't mean you're a viable option for a wife. There it is. And so when we have these conversations, a lot of them, oh, these men want me, they, they want to lay with you. But are they dating you to vet you to be a wife? The answer is no, most of the time. So you can bitter and rah, rah, rah. If you're not married, you don't really have a say in what's going on in a man's mind when he's choosing a wife versus somebody that he's just going to lay with. Because regardless of how many times we try to tell women, this is what we want, this is what we think. And they say, no, 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 that's not what y'all think. It's like this. This is, you know what I mean? It's just, and it's like, okay. Okay. I'm just saying her approach was different. She said some other things. She said, he said to her that this definitely made you stand out. And it's definitely, and then guess what happened? This Bama reciprocated it in his own way. He was like, oh, this youngin' different. Oh, let me see what I can do for this youngin'. Let me see if I can find a record store around here. And like, I know she's trying to grow a vinyl collection. I'm gonna get her a nice little Ronald Isley Jones, some, you know, like, because what I'm saying is the crop out here is very, is very dusty, dog. It's very <laughs> dusty crop out here. So if 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 some if a youngin' can stand out, like, out from the out from the jump like this it makes a difference a it makes a difference. huge difference you could be a bum joke you could be terrible all that but he gonna look at you with rose colored glasses at least for the first 48 hours because you stood out and what that also does is let's say hypothetically he he like yeah she might not i might not be I can't see myself with this younger. The way he'll handle you and the level of respect that comes with him understanding that he's being heard. And I don't just mean, oh, I've done stuff for me. But no, like understanding that you're being heard and you don't have to like, you know what I mean, pat yourself on the back or or constantly repeat. She's just listening when it's not even suppo- supposedly that significant. She's just listening to what you say and what you like and, and being thoughtful. Like the band will handle you different. Like even when it comes to, Maybe things going to the next level. He gonna have a conversation with you different than a young and that is just he like oh it's another one of these joints. She wants something. He might just lay it down and then and fade it, on her after the fact. So it's just the way you handle young is that you know are thoughtful and respectful. Not for every dude, but for dudes who you claim you want to be married to, it makes a difference. Correct. Correct. It makes a huge difference. You know, I tell people all the time that like you know one of the things my wife did early on is when we went out on our first date, uh, I paid for the first date. And she was like, she was like, you paid for me like on a date. And like, I'm going to treat you next time we go out. She's like made that definitive. So in my mind, I'm like, man, uh, okay, really? All right. Like, you know all youngins say that. But <laughs> all youngins say that, right? And you hear the stories, youngins, you know, do funny business with their car. They put a car on like, oh, I'll pay half. Like, and then they really not going to do it. Like, you know, it's just, it's all fake. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then we went out on a second date and she she paid, dog. I had forgot. I was like, go to pay. She's like, no, I got you because you paid the last time. And like, that was different. I was like, hold on. Y'all know you get y'all different. Because most people coming in these relationships, like, expecting stuff like you got to do for me you got to it's selfish oriented and you can't a real true relationship when you talk about marriage a true real relationship marriage is about selflessness it's about thinking about the other person in front of yourself 
I've been sick, curled up in a ball. My wife been coming downstairs, bringing me soup, all types of stuff. Oh, babe, you okay? You want something? Like, I can get you something from the store, blah. Like, and if, and if the tables were turned, I'd be doing the same thing for her. Like, it, it's just different. It's not like, it, I'm telling you, this youngin', she on the right path. Now, you know, the other caveat to that is the type of dude she's interested in, the type of dude she's, she's, like talking to because that that's a process in itself right um but like her mentality and her mindset going into it that 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 is she got a winner's attitude she definitely got a winner's attitude i don't know how old young it is but uh she figured it out and the only she other thing out. i want to add that kind of stuck out to me is like when she went to um, her dad to get a cigar and a cigar thing, there's a lot of situations where the mom would be like, nah, what you doing? You you know what I mean? Like the mom was in full support also of her mm-hmm. being thoughtful and you know what I mean, wrapping the joint and the whole production. You can tell the family kind of like thinks is a unit in a way, just from what you can take from that piece. Yes. You can see like the philosophies yes. or whatever that's coming from mom is the same thing coming from dad, not necessarily two people that just had a kid with two different philosophies and they fighting mm-hmm. and clawing, trying to pull the kid in their direction. It, yeah. Just as it relates to that, that's just, like, it stood out to me because a lot of moms, especially in our, um, like that generation from us and down, mm-hmm. like, not like, nah, you know what I mean? Like, he need to be thinking about you. What are you yeah. going to get you? Oh, wait, wait, you going to get him something? You, you don't even much? know. You don't even know this guy. You doing? Too- oh yeah, you heard that before. You doing too much. It's like, yeah. You do you want to get like chose? Kind of do you right. want to get chose, or do you want to be out here? We gotta get her on the show, and I want homeboy come on the show too. We gonna find both of them. Let's have a conversation. Facts, facts, facts. Uh, okay. Uh, down on to the nitty gritty, dog. If I pass out on the show, just, just call nine one one, okay? Uh, <laughs> Brian Flores sues the NFL, the Giants, Dolphins, Broncos, claiming racism in the hiring process. Former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores has filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL, the New York Giants, the Denver Broncos, and the Dolphins claiming racial discrimination in the league's hiring process for coaches and executives. Flores filed the suit in the Southern District of New York on Tuesday. In it, he accuses the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, of offering him 100 k for every loss in an effort to tank for the number one pick during the 2019 NFL season. And includes texts he alleges are from New England's co- head coach Bill Belichick, demonstrating that the Giants conducted an interview with Flores while knowing that they intended to hire Brian DeBall as a head coach. The suit alleges that the Giants interviewed Flores simply to satisfy the NFL's Rooney Rule mandate requiring that teams interview minority candidates. Duh. Are we surprised? I mean, we all knew this is what was going on behind the scenes because you constantly have these black coaches that get interviewed off the break. And it was kind of funny this year in particular, the top three coaches names that were being mentioned when the hirings first opened up were all black. It was, oh, Flores got fired. Look at his record. He's the best coach available. He's going to have his choice of teams to pick from. 
it was kind of the same thing with Leftwich, where, oh, it's a no-brainer. He's going to end up with Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. And I kept saying, you never see black guys inherit these kind of quarterbacks. They always give these elite top blue chip quarterbacks to white guys. Like they don't give these kind of jobs with these kind of quarterbacks to black coaches. It just doesn't work like that. And so even when everybody kept saying, oh, it's done, he's in Jacksonville, I was like, I haven't seen them give these kind of jobs to to black coaches. I think it, I think this whole lawsuit thing kind of will make it happen now. I think it, it's probably going to help Leftwich because the they, they probably were looking. They probably were looking to <laughs> pull a fast one. So the thing with these kind of people, though, is it's like with Cat, like they're going to dig further in the ground, not go the other way. Like these are billionaires you're talking about, and they could if they felt. If they were genuinely equal opportunity, black coaches would be getting high because the league is 70 percent black. It's black coaches all over the field. They just don't get the head coaching jobs at the end of the day. You try to tell me they're not qualified when you look at Eric Bieniemy's offense, when you look at what Tom Brady was able to do at 44 years old on a new team with Byron Leftwich as the coordinator. When you look at the Bills defense, you know, what I mean, it's a bunch of different places you can look and see black coaches excelling but they just won't get the head coaching job. And even when they do, like Flores, and they win at a better clip than any white coach that they've had in 10, 15, 20 years, you still get end up getting fired. Or Wilkes and, and with the Cardinals get fired after your first season. Or the guy in Houston get fired after your first season. It's that kind of stuff that black coaches have to deal with that white coaches just don't generally have to deal with. Especially when it's only three coaches that were black in the league last year and two of them get fired. It's just... It's ridiculous. And then the first what three need, hires what, they make are white boys. What needs to happen? How does this change? Will it change? What's going to happen in this lawsuit? It's funny because we mentioned this like three, four days ago, what needed to happen for progress to be made with these coaches. He's going to get paid. And the Dolphins owner, if he can prove that he was going to pay him the tank, he's going. he may end up losing that team. They may end up forcing him. You think him so? Jail. They're going to posture like, I don't know if, what's in the rule books for them to be able to do it. I don't know if it's like the inappropriate behavior with the, like the Panthers owner, um, but they're going to posture like this is unacceptable. And maybe there'll be a suspension where they suspend them for a year or, or something like that. But I mean, it, it's ridiculous that you have to do this. And the fact that he's filing this lawsuit, he's he, probably never going to get a head coaching job. This, this is all, this is the only move. The thing is he wasn't going to get a head coaching job. Some people are probably thinking like, well, why would he do this? Like this, this kills his chances of getting, they weren't going to hire him to begin with. It's like cat though. He, he knew he wants to play like the dude wants to coach. But when he starts looking at the guys that are getting these jobs who aren't even on the radar, who weren't being met, you know what I mean? Like, he's proven he can coach an NFL team. A team that was supposed to be trash, that he had winning football games two straight seasons, and then you get fired. So it's it's just a double standard. And until they start, like, Denver's up for sale now. And they have the guy from Denver, um, isn't it Robert Smith? Mm-hmm. The billion, black billionaire. You got to get black ownership in these meetings, in these good old boy meetings, to make different decisions because as long mm-hmm. as they've been in charge and they had been it's less black coaches now than it was five years ago ten years ago so it's just no and the thing is so crazy because like you say 70% of the league is black what be- who better to coach like it's like it's like 
just for like for for just to clarify for people, right? Who am like if if I have a good relationship with my dad, and then it's another dude over here, who's gonna be better at coaching me? The person I identify with, have these these similarities with, or connected to, or this Joe Schmo over here that I don't have any really connection to. They don't. They don't understand my struggle. They don't have to experience the things that I experience in life. And it just, and yet these dudes are okay with being coordinators and being up under a guy, but something's got to change. I mean, we always talk about the league and just how racist it is, but like, this is, this is bad. The Bama text them, say congratulations. The wrong Brian, huh? <laughs> Joan crazy, bro. Joan crazy. Um, do you think what what do you think the uh, payout is gonna be, Aaron? Are we having technical difficulties? Uh, can you hear me? Hear you. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, what do you I think don't think it's any way to yeah, I don't think it's any way to tell. Um, it just depends on how much he can prove. I think the Bill Belichick texts are, um, that's kind of an indictment if they, if he already knew and was texting Dayball two days before, uh, Flores' interview, like why would that information even get to Bill Belichick to begin with? But, um, if he can prove the owners telling him to tank, uh, aspect, that is a whole nother, uh, what do you call it? That's just a whole nother world because, mm-hmm that's really what was going to end up having him cash out. Like this Bama had me losing games, you know what I mean? Which is going to, as a black coach, you can't afford to tank or lose games because just like Wilkes, it doesn't matter how bad the team is, just like with Houston. If you lose as a black coach, it doesn't work. See, we tried. And then you get cast aside and you don't get that second chance. Like Hugh Jackson, if you look at, um, who's the other guy? Uh, Marvin uh, Lewis. Caldwell, mm-hmm. all of these guys, like once you get cast out as a black coach, you don't get that other go around that like a Bill Belichick gets or mm-hmm. that Shanahan or Gruden, all of these other mm-hmm. white coaches get fired and picked up like Adam Gase. Like they just get redrafted. Josh, Josh, yeah, you don't get that next go around. You end up a career coordinator. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Van. It's probably going to be undisclosed. What are you asking for if you if you Flores? 50 a million? football team. I'm asking for everything. <laughs> You're not going to get it, but you're asking for everything. Because if you yeah, have owners out here saying that they're purposely tanking and it's supposed to be parody in the league and all this other stuff, like that goes 100% against what the brand of the NFL is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's some NBA stuff. You know, People mock the NBA for Bama's tanking. Like, tanking in football even though they were saying tank for two it the owner can't come down and say that yeah though i the thing is this seems like for some strange reason it seems like it's probably was brewing underneath the surface like he probably was like looking at everything and was like dog these bamas is like they just lying to me like i'm an idiot and that's the thing for me and and when people treat me like I'm an idiot, that's when I get upset. Like I be like, insult your intelligence, though. Yeah, like it's like, 
dog, if we do this, he ain't, he ain't gonna know. Like, it don't matter. Ooh. So, yeah, he probably was like, oh, all right, I got you. I got you. Because, you know, no nobody ever really, like, it. it's a, uh, what do you say, career suicide? When you, when you, you bite the hand, right? Yeah, um, it's gonna be like Cap. He's not gonna get a job. He finished. He might not even, well, I don't know if I want to block him from getting a coordinator job, but why would you take a coordinator job if you've proven you're an NFL head coach and you win mm-hmm. in the NFL? Yeah. Yeah, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, dog. They're going to have to pay the man. If he can prove it, I mean, them some strong allegations on, on paper. He got Yeah, we already messages. seen the text. I seen the text, so that, that's a fact. It's just a matter. Can he prove uh, Stephen Ross told the Batman to tank, and he's gonna pay you a hundred thousand dollars per game you lose? Dog, you think they will put that in writing? What through text? Nah, he would have dropped those texts, but maybe other people were in the room that he can say, "Who side you on?" Like, if it, let's say other black coaches is in the room and they also don't have a job, or they potentially you know, were his you coordinators. Know, you, and you know how? You know how that go though? Yeah. Football That's, is yeah, where Black Bama's highest coon level is <laughs> as it relates to the NFL. The coon, Every yeah, that time. joint off the charts. The coonery off the charts. You take it's your cool most staunch time. black person, dog, and you put the NFL in the equation and the team they root for, coonship activated every time. <laughs> we, see it, we see it right here in this city all the time. So all the time, dog. It is dicey. But Bama's do got to feed their family and we was talking about it the other day. A lot of these coaches, if they weren't coaching, and I meant the white coaches, not necessarily the black coaches, they'd be stacking boxes at UPS. <laughs> so when you take that into account that Bama's have devoted their whole life to football, that's how they feed their family. Like you get that Bama's ain't exactly lining up to go yeah, against. The, the, yeah, the, the bite their, the hand. Yeah, their highest paycheck. But at the yeah. same time, it ain't, you, make can't, you can't you can't get this at UPS. You can't get this. Yeah, at, you can't get at this Walmart. at Bowie State. Oh how? Yeah. Like yeah. you can't just go coach college football uh-uh. and get the same check you getting in the league. Uh-uh. So yeah, it's a slippery slope. But somebody got to sacrifice to move the ball forward. And look I like mean, Flores then then stepped up. Flores done stepped up. Wasn't he clowning? What's his name for doing this? He was uh, clowning. Uh, uh, but you know, Bama's been cooning for Jay Z too. He, he was cooning for Jay Z, standing. Because uh, remember, the issue was when uh, Jay-Z took that job with the NFL, um, people were saying, hold on, what you mean we passed Neil and then you just going to take a job with them? I thought we were protesting. And then all the Jay-Z stands were like, well, Jay-Z must have another plan. It's not just about singing and dancing. He, he got, you know what I mean? You, and already, then you, look you already up, know. And then you look up and where are we? Less black coaches than it was when he took the job. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It was more no. related to Jay-Z and, and the stance that Kenny Stills and Cap were saying, like, what is Jay-Z doing versus being against um, mm. moving the ball forward for, for black players. My, have the, the tables have turned. And when I you look up... Need, he, need, he need them now. Yeah. He probably calling Kenny Stills on the phone right now. Be like, hey, bro, I'm I sorry. told you. I'm sorry. <laughs> he wanna, I'm sorry, dog. I ain't mean to... These Bamas is dastardly. I can oh, y'all was right. Y'all was right. My bad. <laughs> you know how it is sometimes. You know I'm from Brooklyn. We got to protect the God. 
you know them New York bad ones stick together no matter Yo, what no matter what though no matter what hilarious no I this joke gonna get this this yeah it's a slippery slope uh, it says from the lawsuit it says while racial barriers have been uh, eroded in many areas defendant defendant the National Football League lives in a time of the past as described throughout the class action uh, complaint the NFL remains rife with racism particularly when it comes to hiring and retention of black head coaches coordinators and general managers no it's a problem it's a problem they not they not it's, it's all a front it's all a front I, I, I'm even to the point where I'm convinced that all they do is just say it on TV because just saying it on TV puts it in people's minds and then it's like oh, okay like it like calms black Twitter down like it's like oh yeah these top candidates these black coaches yeah they they gonna get a job blah blah and then it's like black Twitter just calms down like oh and then white got hired, white got hired, white got hired. Sean Sean uh, King was the only one like keep beating the drum like, yeah, these Bama's wild. There's only one white coach. And, and I think we all wanted to believe that, first of all, the crop of black coaches is amazing this year. Like, no doubt, Leftwich should be hired as a head coach. Flores should be hired as a head coach. BNME should be hired as a head coach. And then they were also talking about uh, May- uh, Mayo from New England, um, and uh, the D coordinator for San Fran first year, D'Amico Ryans. We talking about five guys that are supposed to be legit, mm-hmm. like candidates. And they were talking mm-hmm. about them right when the op- opening started. Then you see it starts to, like you said, fizzle down, fizzle down. Black people get quiet, and then they go, okay, let's bring our white guys in. And they really hiring these bands. You don't even hear about the interview. You just hear, oh, they hiring this joke. No, the co- the coach didn't they hire a coach out in Chicago? Yeah, and they got a they hired a and black they got black, but, but, but and he's going to hire a white to, boy. But no, but to me, I don't think he had a hand in that, though. He so said he's not taking the job unless he get to pick his head coach. He was beating his chest on that one. I, but, but you know, but Man, you know, like I, you know, like I know, Bama's beat their chest behind the scenes. They but kiss you also the know that like mixed Bama's be 50-50. Oh, yeah. Duh, I just, Jack, yeah. You see Mahomes. These Bamas usually lean on the other side. What's the other Bama in the uh, NBA? Uh, what is his name? The Bama that we wanted in the draft that we took that bum uh, Brown. Kwame. No, the the small forward that was playing with DC Gogo like three years ago. The wow. point guard, small forward out of Oregon. I can't think his name. His last name is Brown. Oh, oh. Uh, um, uh, uh, not, not Otto, uh, Troy, Troy Brown. Troy Jr. Brown. Yeah. That yeah. year we took Troy Brown Jr. Who was the dude that we were clamoring for that Denver took? The mixed back. Oh, oh, Michael Mag- Porter. Michael, Michael Porter, Porter Jr. Yeah. Like if you look at all of these mixed bands, dog, they, it'd be debatable <laughs> on it, on what side they are. <laughs> Especially if pops rolled out and mom's raised him and mom's is white, dog, you can cancel Christmas. That's what it's looking like. <laughs> These bad be strong, MAGA. Duh, it, yeah. Duh, yeah, he... Duh, I don't know, like... Yeah, I... This joke crazy, dog. It's, this joke crazy. Something's gotta change. Something's gotta change. Um, Speaking of MAGA Mahomes, 
dog, what happened, bro? He choked. He choked. Is it that simple? The Bama choked. He made that one dumb play right before the half where that... he passed backwards. And after that, his brain was fried, though. I, I don't know what happened, but you could see it. He was missing layups. Like, his brain was fried. I'd never seen this Bama playing like this. Dog, he regressed all in one half. He just went from the best in the world to the worst in the world in one half. His then legacy. at the end of the game, I don't know what he was doing. Like, he was, like, even when they needed to score, you know my philosophy, dog. We score. We worry about just, like, you score. And I know that their defense has not been stellar in late games to be able to get them stops and do do different things, right? But still, you got to score. And he going out there playing around, twirling around, running backwards. I'm like, what are you doing, dog? And then, of course, they got the field goal to tie it, go to overtime. I think everybody's uh, assumption was that if they got the coin toss, that they would win. But it just didn't go that way, dog. What 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 happens to Mahomes, dog? What, what happens to his legacy? I know you were about to mention his legacy. No, I mean, it takes a big hit. It's almost taking the path of like a paid man and where he comes in the league and you see how great his talent is and how great he can be. And of course he got a, a, a Super Bowl way earlier than Peyton, but you know how people were beating the drum, beating the drum, like Peyton is the best they seen. But then when you add up the things that have happened in the two, past two off seasons, especially this last game, you, you get kicked out of that goat conversation. You can't have that conversation right now. The way he choked is one thing to get outplayed and lose. He mm-hmm. caused them to lose the game. Yeah, if, if he would have lost, if he would have lost the game before versus Buffalo, I think everybody would have just been like, I mean, he did, he did all he could do. His like, defense trash. That's what they would have said. Yeah, defense trash. But this game, and you had the game, you were up twenty-one to three. Like you can't dismiss that part. If you if they get that field goal before the half, they win the game easily. I think that momentum switch gave Cincinnati life. So when you come out in the first half and you have the ball and don't score. It's like okay, we in the game now. If they get, if they take it twenty four, it wasn't twenty one to three. I had it was like what twenty one to ten. If they get that field goal and make it a two score game, mm-hmm. to me that changes everything. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed like they came out of halftime and they took their foot off the gas. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is a stat, but them Bama's punted a lot in the second half, though. He was missing a little bubble screens, like all of the easy layup throws he usually makes. It seemed like he was missing reads because I, I just don't imagine Cincinnati's defense all of a sudden. It is just, all world, right? They made adjustments. They definitely made adjustments. But he had time in the pocket. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. all about the pressure. He just seemed frazzled. That throw he threw to Tyreek Hill seemed to be a reach, and that one he typically yeah, that throws. Was, that was a bad throw. Like a 50-50 ball in that scenario. It was just it, it was yeah, bad. It was third and it was third and seven. You just take a shot. Like it was it was it didn't make any sense. And so yeah, nah. This definitely hurts Mahomes' legacy. Um I mean, pfft. dog, you had a Super Bowl locked up. Pretty much. Because I, I think if, if the Chiefs go into the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter who they playing. Um, I, you know, I think that they're the better team. Um, but we got Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs>
Dog, what is this? In a, how is this an indictment on the Washington football team? That Joe Burrow, after knee surgery, one season, is in the Super Bowl. I mean, we know the Washington fans are, are pretty stupid, and the organization and the media. People still think that it takes five years to rebuild a team. And we talk about it all the time. It doesn't take five off seasons to build a team. You don't need to wait and see three, four, five, six years in to decide this ain't the coach. This ain't, you know what I mean? Like this going in the wrong direction. This ain't the GM. And so it does not take that long, particularly when you have a quarterback. But even without the quarterback, it doesn't take that long to go from being trash to progressing to be perennial playoff team. Mm -hmm. And the, the Washington team has regressed, not gotten better, not moved forward. They've regressed. And so I think that's what the indictment is because Cincinnati has always been the only team that had a worse playoff record than Washington and like Detroit, mm -hmm. I think, or something like that going in. But then when you, because Detroit has, Detroit has won a playoff game. So when you remove Cincinnati from that equation and they hadn't won in 20 years, all of a sudden Somebody Washington shining. becomes the worst playoff team. You become the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, we the Bengals for sure, dog. And and now what about this new name, Commanders? Is that stamp? It's trash. Like they need to go ahead and get this team to Northern Virginia, let them have it. And Jeff Bezos <laughs> need to go ahead and get an expansion team in DC. This is really Northern Virginia's team. Everything about it is Northern Virginia, though. <laughs> let them have it. Put that joint in in, in Loudoun County, Ashburn, Woodbridge. I don't care where. Put that joint in Virginia and go ahead and start. give them the old name back and everything. Cause though I've been peeping too. Dog, these radio pundits, they think they slick. They out here using the the uh, the the slur again, and they're using it like almost like they're referring to the old old Washington football teams, and they're using it disrespectfully, like because the because the because the the outcries died down. So it's like okay, we can say this again, like we can we can talk regular. It's like no respect, dog. No respect. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody who's anybody. I saw one little betting ticket, but I hate them jumps. Them jumps get on my nerves when I see them betting tickets where Bama had the two teams in the Super Bowl that nobody ever would have thought in a million years would be in the Super Bowl. Like, and then he went like, he put down like $20 and went 450K or something crazy, right? That jump disturbs me to the utmost because I'm like, dog. Who had the Cincinnati Bengals? The Bengals? Nobody. Especially with Burrow coming off the ACL, like you were saying. The Bengals? Nah, not the Bengals, dog. Not the Bengals. And now the Bengals, they up against the Rams. Rams got a squad, dog. Rams got a squad. I think this is Matthew Stafford's year. Uh, we had Boy Genius on our team, McVeigh, dog. The Batman's a savant, dog. You saw that uh, the clip with him reciting the plays from like years past when he was just going yeah. over the plays from years past. Dog, we had this Batman on our roster. You mean to tell me nobody knew this Batman was this good? The person that did hired him and didn't want everybody, the owner, to know because he was trying to keep a job, like. The Shanahan's, uh, LaFleur. But Dan doesn't like young, 
he doesn't like that's he wants to be Jerry Jones so bad. Like he wants to be one of them old dinosaurs. So and he's so nostalgic. He wants to hire old guys who were great in the ninety. You know what I mean? Like that's just the way Dan thinks. And it's that's a fail, It's a fail. He doesn't he doesn't have like a brain that kind of accepts new fresh ideas or outside of the the box of the nineties, just like Washington fans. Run the ball. Like they were saying that up until three years ago here. You know what I mean? Like people just yeah. can't get out of the 90 glory days or the 80s. Uh-huh. It's just, yeah. and Dan was a big Redskins fan growing up. So he's kind of stuck in that box as well, where he, like, look at the coaches he's hired. Uh-huh. Like the resume speaks for itself. Oh, who wins this Super Bowl? The Rams or the Cincinnati Bengals? I feel like the Bengals are slight underdogs in this one. Uh, I don't know what the spread is, but, uh, I could probably look it up. Who are you going with? Who me? The same people I went with before the season started. When the trade got made. Matthew Stafford? And you know I can't stand them. But when the trade was completed, oh, I knew they was getting a chip. Match made in heaven, huh? If the Bamas went to the Super Bowl with that bum, Jared Goff. Same thing I said. Imagine what he would be able to do with a competent quarterback who can make all the throws. It's not about Matthew Stafford's greatness because we've seen him struggle for over a decade in Detroit. He struggled. He struggled last week. I mean, the week before in the game playing Tampa Bay, they looked like they was about to be out of there. Yeah, and it's been several games where he struggled, but he's he's a tier or two tiers above Jared Goff, and they're loaded. Like we were. They tried to convince us Odell Beckham Jr. was a bum and a problem and a cancer. Nah. You said otherwise. Then you look what happened. They traded for Von Miller and people were trolling early in the year. They did all this for nothing. And then you look up in W. They in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> just like he Dog, told you before it just the show, it just show. It just shows that they have competent people and they're on their staff, starting with McVay. And, and this also is, to me, this is a bigger indictment on Washington than... Cincinnati. It reminds me of like a bitter woman who dates like one dude that's like in the military. So she said, I ain't never dating another dude in the military. You remember when Washington used to get free agents, they would pick the wrong free agents and to come here and be sorry. And then Washington just went in the other direction. All the fans hated free agency. Like you got to pick through, build through the draft. You can't do free agency. You know what I mean? You got to pick guys that fit your system. You got to pick yeah. guys that are good football players that aren't system guys for other systems. And so, like, this whole city has gone for the last 20 years in the other direction based on the 2001 season and 2002 mm-hmm. and, and getting guys in free agency because they picked the wrong players. Mm-hmm. Free agency is how you win Super Bowls. You get a couple, like, you get pieces through the draft, but free agency is as important as the yeah. draft in building a championship team. We see Look at Tampa right Bay. Here. Look at Tampa Bay. Last year, yeah. you know what I mean. Like the Rams are going to end up winning it this year. Like Cincinnati doesn't have a chance. I know it's cute mm-hmm. the story, but mm-hmm. the Rams are going to win the chip. So God. it's just you got a city full of idiots here, though, with with thirty and forty year old philosophies, and it, it's just human. <laughs> it's it's more fun to root against these Bamas now than the last thirty years rooting for these Bamas. <sighs> yeah, no, McVay made some power moves. They made some trades. I remember they traded. Who did they trade to get uh, 
Um, the cornerback, uh, Jalen Ramsey. They, they didn't trade they a, draft, like a draft pick. Ones, yeah. So that was the first move. And I know people were like, what? Like, he gave up. He got a corner. Then he went ahead and made more trades. Got Stafford. Gave up Jared Goff. And I don't even know why. And a one. It was like, we going to the Super Bowl. And that's the thing. Like, you could tell he believed in his his game plan. Like, he had a game plan. He was like, yeah, this is Jones going to work. And he stuck and he, to it. He's not threatened by other culture like mm-hmm. the dinosaurs are. You can see him letting Ramsey be Ramsey, being able to connect with him without having to kind of control like, him, control him or completely bend his philosophy to be able to connect with a guy. You can see him letting Odell Beckham Jr. be Odell Beckham Jr. and connect with him without having to like put a leash on him or mm-hmm. completely like bend on his philosophy. That, that's key. What it is. Because you get the most out of players like that, you're gonna get mistakes. But when you have guys with that kind of talent and that can produce, like they'll show up for you and they'll give that, like they'll try their best to like be within the range. And, and, and you know too, when you've been able to demonstrate that you're competent and you know what you're talking about, there. that increased the respect level too. Because if you're a player and like coaches, like, hey, bro, let's look at the film session. You had, you know. 22 misses. I'm like, what? 22 misses? And the man was pointing out all the misses right here. You should have been in cover two. We was this, blah, blah. Like, let's just try to clean that up, man. You the best out here. Like... And then, on top of that, you remember uh, Kevin O'Connell was also on the Washington team and we're talking about getting the head coaching job. And Dan could have hired him, but he also chose to go the direction of Ron Rivera. And then... So it's just it's just hilarious to me when you kind of look at the pieces and the philosophy here with the fans, the media, and the ownership. Um, yes, it's dated, and until they get out of that that way of operating, um, and we'll see if Dan allows uh, Jason Wright to hire the next head coach, or if he's going to have his hand all in that. Um, mm-hmm. But they have to go a new way. They look at their coordinators though. they gotta go a new way but you know they're gonna go the same way dog their name is the commanders dog the next coaching the next coaching search is what's going to if Jason Wright gets to first of all the Washington team has to hire a black head coach and the next head coach that's what's going to determine to me if these Bams are still going the old way or not like the NFC East does not hire black coaches and it's absurd absurd in the when's Giants, the last, when's the last? When's the last black the NFL Eagles. coach? The Eagles. They had um. Oh, Dan, Danny, like Danny Green. No, no, no. Um, they had uh Rose. Uh, what's his name? Oh, oh. Um. But it was see. the Eagles. And what it was, was that? Like Ninety-four. Nine. Uh, the spread is three and a half for the game. So you going with the you going with uh Matthew Stafford and them minus the three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go with Cincinnati, dog. I mean, I don't got nothing to lose. I mean, you you done you got the win. Ray Rose. Ray Rose. Ray Rose. Ninety five to ninety eight. Mm. So I'm gonna go with the Cincinnati Bengals. You got to just cause got to not gonna do much for me i think i'm more than 10 behind so it, it don't matter though uh yeah dog that's the that's the 
we down to the end of the season, bro. You know we won't get into a whole bunch of other stuff now. We about to we about to change the whole whole show format up for the next couple of weeks. We're gonna be talking relationships. We're gonna be talking sports, of course, but we're gonna be uh lumping in other stuff, other content in, in here. Uh, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna reach out to Young and see if I can get Slim on here. And uh, we can talk about just her the dating world, the dating scene, 2022. I don't know nothing about it, dog. Um, <laughs> follow us at OSS980 at Other Side of Sports. Uh, shout out to Where's Buffy podcast. Shout out to Jenna Garcia. Shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Shout out to my man Van who joined us today. Um, of course, Sports Reality, Jeremy John, my man. Um, and everybody who follows us. Uh, we out. Pray for brother too. Hey. You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Other Side of Sports. Or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about it. Let me speak. How does that do feel? That. How does that do feel? Do-